Hey there, this is Millen Singh, host of Spy-Fi After Dark. If you haven't noticed, it's been a little while since the last episode. We had uh, some scheduling conflicts and then Alex got sick and yeah, well, here we are. Quick announcement before we do get started. We're making a couple changes here. We're going to be updating this podcast to a bi-weekly podcast instead of a weekly podcast. It's just going to fit better into my life that way and help me hopefully deliver more consistent podcasts without these big gaps. Alex and I are discussing some further changes that may happen after season two, but for now, season two will finish its regular 10 episode season on a bi-weekly schedule. Anyways, that's all for me. Now let's get to the episode. I think I got the hang of it from last time. Okay. Ooh, he's abstaining it. Oh. <laughs> you said you're getting the hang of it. Epsteining it. <laughs> Sorry. The fuck? <laughs> I know. There goes being a clean podcast right there. there. <laughs> From the start. The fuck? Well, technically we haven't started yet. It's just the <laughs> fuck with his fucking opening. Da, da. You're listening to the Spy-Fi After Dark Podcast. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to Spy-Fi After Dark. <laughs> How to start uh, off with that joke. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not necessarily going to be in the episode, so don't worry about it. I know you. You don't edit. <laughs> oh, I'll edit that much. We talked about this earlier. No, he's going to edit the shit out of this. I know that. <laughs> I don't think he's going to allow it to be in there. <laughs> uh, it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a while definitely yeah i'm we, uh <clears throat> we had some scheduling conflict issues and then alex got sick and uh now we're here oh yeah feeling healthy something definitely that passed chinese around chinese virus the new chinese virus oh no what's this one corona guy? yeah yeah that, corona yeah, yeah. yeah no okay real quick though <laughs> joined by my co-host alex what's going on and our guest brett hans mcmurdy affectionately known as hans yep that's right yeah, coronavirus isn't a new thing, but uh, that epidemic's pretty scary. I think like the the target <laughs> target age group, age demographic to be uh, concerned with that outbreak would be older older people. Generally, Generally yes, generally because yeah. it's, it's primarily respiratory problems. I think older and, and younger compound. That's usually... Yeah. So my baby and my grandparents. <laughs> yes. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. So. Hans, your first episode with us last season is actually the most listened to episode on the podcast. Woo! <laughs> Yay! Uh, we got we so shortly after it came out, we got a random spike <laughs> where it went from like twenty or like 10, 15 listens to like seventy five in like three days. What's it at now? Uh, it's I think past ninety. It might even be at a hundred actually. You passed 100. Triple um, digits. You know, I'll double check it. But we got another random surge of like 20 more like two days ago. Oh, nice. Wow. For some reason. And even though it's I haven't months. even published my article where I'm linking to it too. On the YouTube though. Oh, YouTube. Yeah. yeah I was going to ask if you're tying things on different platforms. Yeah. Um, I've had this in draft. I actually want to kind of go over a few with them at some point. You guys speaking of the mic. Um, so yeah, so, so that's an interesting little tidbit. Uh, I'll give you the, the stat here. 
Oh, sorry. It just got 11, not 20. My bad. But uh, uh, it's at 93. What uh, what trails it? Like what's in the first episode is second at 85. That's pretty close. Uh, nice. Although if I combine the YouTube views. I'm telling you, we got to get him, especially Alex, to sweat with Hot One stuff. You know, that would be a good YouTube video. I know. Just like a quick, like, short video of it, too. <laughs> just of you dying. Of all, all of us dying. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, you know, just all of us just dying. I actually love that channel. Hot I ones? do, too. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> enjoyable. And fantastic. the host is fantastic. He's oh, a yeah. sharp guy. <clears throat> oh, I heard that. Yeah, I just forgot to mute my computer. Okay, so your episode on YouTube has a further 16 views. Okay. And then the first episode has a further 15 views. So actually, that would make it. Crank that up with, you know, puppeteer magic, right? (laughs) No, no, I'm not about that. I'm all about the authenticity, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Pull those puppet strings. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, Puppeteer, for those who don't know what he's talking about, is a, like, it's a bot mm-hmm. program uh, no, based. No, it's not, a headless browser. Headless browser, right. That's What's the difference? Effectively. What is a headless browser? Uh, Effectively. It's a browser bot. that, well, you can run this in non-headless mode, so it actually pulls up your actual Chrome browser um, through this dev uh, tools protocol and stuff, and it just takes control and does anything that you script it to do. Oh, cool. On a web page. Yeah, and headless meaning it doesn't pull like physically pull up a browser. It yeah, just, like, so if I set it. that to false, it just runs in as like a computer process behind the scenes. Oh, cool. so effectively it can be a bot. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be, but it can be. It often is. Yeah. What makes it not a bot? Because it sounds the code like code that a you bot. write. Yeah, oh. whatever you write. Just how you write it, how you use it. Mm-hmm. Like if you write it to visit a particular set of like destinations to like get views or whatever then that's obviously a bot yeah Mm -hmm. but if you don't do that it's not necessarily a bot got it (laughs) anyways uh hans you've been writing on medium lately Mm -hmm. um which pretty much full time i made the joke before the podcast started that medium is uh, a platform that vcs are currently burning their money on which is not substantiated (laughs) which i don't have any facts to back that up I wouldn't be surprised, but, but I don't know. I doubt it is a profitable business. You never know about these kind of things, honestly. Could be wrong. I mean, they have to pay out authors, which it's yeah. kind of a black box how much of their revenue actually goes to that, so we don't really know. Yeah. But they also have to pay their entire staff, and they're based in San Francisco. Their so. staff, the author. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know how they do that. Um, they've they've got to be burning somehow. Men, because they don't do ads at all. Yeah, no, no, no. How do they survive? That's the question. Subscribers. <laughs> yeah, subscribers. I mean. We don't know how many they have, though. Yeah, or how many people they actually employ. Yeah, I mean, even if they had. Uh, but, I mean, uh, just 10 developers is easily over a million dollars. I was going to say, you need. Yeah, ten, you, well, in San Francisco, 10 developers is easily over $2 million. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. Yeah, that means you need. At least six figures worth yeah. of subscribers. Yeah, if you had a hundred thousand subscribers, that would be at fifty dollars a year. That's what I'm saying. 
that would be uh what is that five million a year i'm saying because you told me it was 50 a year yeah like i don't think you could survive anything less than that and that's just the it's just the software staff and that's only 10 and it could easily be more than that it probably is more than that yeah they probably need that's a small team too i wouldn't be surprised if their annual expenditures just for keeping their business up is like 20 million yeah I could somewhere I would 10 know. to 20 I, don't I think range. they're mostly US based because they only do in English. They don't Yeah, they're really, all US based. Yeah. It's all San Francisco. Cuz that's what you no, do these no, days is you. No, no, where their content is delivered, I mean. Oh yeah. Their target well, market is market is English speaking. Yes. There are a lot of people surprisingly from India who write and I've noticed from my followers. Well, they um, took over YouTube, next they're going to take over Medium. Who? Indians took over programming oh YouTube. <laughs> Next, they take over Medium, right? It's just how Probably. the world works. Do you think a lot of the development actually takes place in India? No, no, I'm saying. No, I know what you're saying. I'm okay. saying backtrack because I know you said they're based in San Francisco. But realistically, like, could they operate in that fashion? No, and all survive? the developers are in the United States. You really? Yeah, but there were also, I by the guarantee way, um, a lot of Arabs. Um, I think from Saudi too. Mm. Just I, I, uh, I like writing on the platform. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, the actual, but the actual de- developers making the platform. I guarantee you, it's all San Francisco. Really? Yeah. That's what you do these days: is you start a business in the most expensive market to start a business. Why? <laughs> I don't know, but you do. It's just what you do. I mean, granted, like you have eminent talent in that area, but I just don't understand See, how that's, something that's the that's myth. A lie. No, no, wait. So, okay, I wouldn't know this like you guys, but I'm saying that's the only... I'm playing devil's advocate. I feel like that's the only rational argument, I would think. So I will say... It's more to do with that's where you can get money. That's where you can get the VC it's money. Two, it's two things. But why can't you just face it in that area? Because to burn area? through cash, like you need to have someone's trust. Like Face-to-face face trust. Yes. Yeah. But, but and why that, means, that means dinners. That means... Oh, sure. But why can't you face there and develop... A lot away. of people actually like will will base their most stuff out of other places, like hiring solved locally. Have you heard of them? Hiring what? Hiring solved. They're no. mostly they're mostly out here. They're more remote now, actually, from what I understand. But um, they um, um, they have a thing in San Francisco, and I think the CEO flies out there, and that's not an uncommon thing either for a lot of different other companies. Yeah, it's uh, you. You are in San, you're in San Francisco to get VC money because visibility. They, they want to live in the most expensive city Pride. in the world. Pride, we and talk- they want to burn their money as fast as possible. It- <laughs> um, it's pride it's pride it's the culture i get it what it's else ego they, it's 100 when ego. they have that much money yeah you want to burn it as fast as possible get some gasoline it's, it's the most more fun. entertaining yeah <laughs> uh, joker style i don't know watching watching a tech <laughs> company joker, not the last two <laughs> watching a tech right. company slowly implode from lack of money is i think more entertaining than burning money personally. are you talking about your last company no <laughs> If you mean slowly implode, you just mean slowly warp towards the eastern continent that holds India. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, like go from like pride in their product to like slowly trying to max every dollar out of it because the investors are getting impatient to Mm -hmm. like making their product worse and therefore destroying the growth and then destroying the company. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I can see that. Um. 
so yeah, you're, you're there for investor money. Theoretically, you're there for like the best talent. I think it's fair to say like some of the best talent is probably in San Francisco, like the cream of the crop. But that's what I was, that's but, what I was saying by, em, but, by eminent but talent. A, they don't start out there. A, they don't often grow up there. Well, A, you can't afford to hire them if you're a startup. And B, there's not that many of them. Most of the market is just like anywhere else. You like also, you, the market in Seattle is just as strong. It's also expensive. The market here is pretty strong. A lot less expensive. Market in, market in Texas, Austin, Dallas, Houston. New York. They're good. Really strong New York, well, New York's also stupid expensive. Yeah. New York is the same in San Francisco. <laughs> uh, a little less tech focused, obviously, more finance focused, but it's the same otherwise. Yeah. Uh, all areas of New York, but yeah. Manhattan. Yeah. That's where all of it is. Yeah. A little bit of Brooklyn. Anyways, uh, yeah. So that that's why you go to those places. No, I understand that. I totally understand that. That's what I was saying. I would never start a business in San Francisco because I'm not stupid. Yeah. Because I want it to survive and be I'd long-term never viable. Move it there. Yeah. No, I would I would never have a headquarters in San well, Francisco. Aside from getting VC. Or New York. You would also want to... Um, you'd also try to be acquired. Yeah. yeah, that is another route, and that's coming from and my, that's coming from my field. Yeah, the biomedical space. Well, that's, that's why. That's why you. You. It's true in tech too. Yeah, Theranos. So. Yeah, is that how you say it? Theranos. Yeah. Theranos. Yeah, yeah. There's a. There, that's actually a good point. I'm sure a lot of people. That build, is why build you, a startup out there so they can sell it to Google or Facebook or whatever. That's a good point. Yeah, I wouldn't be making a startup to sell it to someone. So I guess that, that's not you. But. That's why I wouldn't be there. Yeah. 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 So so what is the process of writing on Medium like? For me or? For you. Because uh, it's like your full-time thing at this point. So I have a full like Kanban-like board. Well, to be fair, your full-time thing is being a father, but this yeah, is like your other exactly. full-time so thing. Yeah, exactly. So he's right there next to me writing every single day, either most of the time sleeping or like this last week watching the impeachment. <laughs> he's in the little CDs like looking up. <laughs> like his eyes just like his mouth open like oh my god <laughs> he doesn't even know what's going on and i have to explain these photos one day to him and be like yeah yeah this happened <laughs> yeah one day when regardless he says, of the result when i have he to says, explain this he happened. says dad i'm running for city council you're like who i'm gonna explain this <laughs> so yeah what, what's it like um uh, just very kanban like style um i've been I go from article to article. I just, I try not to think of it as a job and just like write what I want to write about and what I enjoy kind so, of stuff. So those topics are primarily like tech education right now, right? Uh, education, but tech coding, mostly just coding oriented in some way, shape or form, whether I have like actual code or not. The last one I published, God, I forgot if it was. I think it was either on VS Code extensions for the new year for like Mernstack. Um, that already has, I think, eight that eight hundred views on it. Um, um, should we use frameworks? Is one that has another eight hundred plus. Um, one was on SSL and just like the free market myth of it that oh. Um, 
people focus on the authentication on SSL, I mean, um, and the trusting it, right? Trust doesn't matter as long as your stuff's secure. That's that's just bullshit, you know, okay. uh, of asymmetric security theory. Um, what does matter on the trust is when you get into higher levels of SSL, where like they have to verify the business, the paperwork that they incorporated, this, 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 this. That's valid at that point. But mm. like open SSL, free SSL, nothing matters on the trust. All that matters is that your connection is secure. It's encrypted, yeah. Yeah. So that people don't lose their credit card information. It kind of matters. Mm-hmm. Our and, password. And now even, yeah, passwords. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fun story about. <laughs> so I said I wasn't going to talk about my school. I, I will say one thing that was a funny story about that. So um, our login for the um, putting in grades didn't have an SSL. Oh, yeah, you told me <laughs> And so I told the security, someone in the security, like, you need this because, like, if anyone were just hypothetically sniffing, they get your login and they can get access and change their grades. And, like, we have a different program on a different campus. Like, they actually teach that stuff because it's IT security. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. How do you not have a basic SSL on that? And they did with, but before school even started. Uh, got the SSL issued and everything like that. But, like, it's... Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's not rocket science. And if there's a form, you should probably have it. Not to mention, on most people's websites now seo wise we were talking if about that if your website show. is on the internet you should have it yeah Period. It, it should um especially now because google will demote your site if you don't have it yeah and plus if you if you visit it on most modern web browsers it'll be like wait this is not a safe website don't exactly. go here and so, so you, literally, you literally just can't afford not to have it yeah and so that was a really popular that was one of my first popular articles i think that was the first popular article i had that what counts as popular? Over three to four hundred within a few hours. Views. Okay. Yeah. Oh damn. Um, so, yeah. No, I was clicking the refresh after I hit publish, and I'm just watching it go up by like tens. I'm like, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I have just a few articles like that. I'm doing a whole series now of JavaScript, and I'm stuck on this one article. Um, the second. Technically the third because there's part zero, but um, just describing about the series. Um, I'm trying to do like pre-assessments. You ha- you took that cohoots and you're like, the fuck? This is too hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that it's too hard. It's too fast. It was. It I is. couldn't and read the questions. <laughs> yeah. And they're pretty technical and they're lengthy. One was on, you have to know all of them and they're tricky, the different options. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Plus you, you tricked me like three times. <laughs> I did. I did. What Which this? I wouldn't have been tricked if I had. Uh, a Kahoot quiz as an assessment that I am integrating into it. It's honestly a risky thing. So it's like, it's like a pop quiz program mm-hmm. and you can set like t- length of time per question. And he set it to like five seconds a question. Like I literally couldn't read the question yeah. in five seconds. So that was, yeah. But I also get to say like, and I sent it to you. I sent it to someone at, um, at Infusionsoft or whatever it's called now. I refuse to call it that. (laughs) Keep. Yeah. Who'd you send it to? Um, uh, God, what was his name? Um, I forget off the top of my, I sent it to a few people there. Um, one of them got back to me. 
and then I sent it to someone to uh, someone. What was the other? I sent it to quite a few people and from like major companies. Axiosoft, I sent it to a couple people there. One person did take it, um, and they all had challenges with it. So I tweaked it again. And after like talking to you and I sent it back to them as well, they're like, yeah, this is way better. This is actually kind of fun. Mm -hmm. And they shared it with their teams and stuff like that because <laughs> it cool. was challenging. Um, so, but it's an introduction to JavaScript, um, to coding fr fresh, because most of the time when you learn web, you start with HTML and CSS and it's an easy, light way to do it, but it doesn't get you in the foot of the door of just programming. And now that JavaScript Correct. is a full-blown programming language, in my opinion and in many other people's opinion with node why not just start with that especially because a lot of tutorials i've learned start with alert and god i hate alert and it's also bound to the window object alert should just not be taught it, it shouldn't um it's prompt, literally useless prompt should prompt should that's like an alert with an input mm -hmm. yeah okay so that should be taught um and then confirm which is like the same thing that should be taught as well. But that's also in the web. So where I'm stuck right now is I'm doing into the actual hard JavaScript overview. Um, and it's, I forgot the exact title, but it's like something along the lines of what do you really know about variables, data types, and immutability as an introductory article. Mm -hmm. So we cover that. So. What are oh. variables? What are operators? What are what's data types? What's immutability? Because when that's skipped and or just pushed off into the intermediate ground, then people get into stuff like React and they don't know how to do things properly. And they do the, these things. They think that, oh, I wrote a variable as const and it's immutable. No, you're an idiot. <laughs> I mean, you're not an idiot. You just won't, weren't taught it right, mm -hmm. really. Right? Is that that's not immutable. That's a non some esoteric thing. <laughs> yeah. How, how long are these articles? Depends. Um, Usually. So originally, I was trying to keep them down to uh, under 2,000 for sure words. Um, and, and like under 10 minutes. Um, my goal is to try and get everyone by about seven minutes because I guess that's on average, the most successful articles are around seven minute read time. So, and then if they get too big, I break them up into different articles. So what is your, um, like total number of views you think? Total? Um, well, I'm averaging a thousand a month now. Dang. Okay. I broke that. Um, so that's nice. So I have like one article that I've published several in 2017 uh, about source fed which is a youtube channel and when they yeah, closed you showed me that. um it has been up for obviously for a long time and just been collecting views from google because it just happened to rank really well and a lot of people were into source fed so they wanted to know what happened that one has seven and a half thousand views yeah a lot of it's timing i've noticed um mm -hmm. that one was purely timed because i timed it right when they closed the same thing with my the one that I wrote over break about extensions, 2020, mm -hmm. everyone's doing their New Year's resolutions. Just write about various resolution-based stuff. What, it's really easy then. What's the spread of topics that you'll find on Medium? Can, 
Oh, it right? spreads oh, it's the not gamut. just tech, yeah. by the way. It's it's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's lifestyle. It's entrepreneurship. There's politics. It's self improvement. Excuse yeah. me, is really big. So um, so one thing I've noticed though, this article that gets a lot of views from Google, it's only made me six cents, which is not nothing, right? And it's because. They're all Google views. They're all non-members. Mm-hmm. So I'm not actually making any money. And you're not being published through a publisher like the startup like I am. Yes, that's also true. It was independently published outside of a And a the, the startup helps me a lot because I was on the front page of their publication on there. Yeah. It's a digital one, so it's not like that big. But it's still kind of cool. I well, guess. that's probably a lot of your views probably come from that. Surprisingly, not as much as I'd like. Really? Mm-hmm. But also, I haven't been paying attention to the title as much mm. and a lot of little things. So like last month I spent and I'm still doing this on and off is I'll look up articles on people who get like 5,000 views in a month on one article and like, what are they doing or what do they write about that they're doing, whether they do or not. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of highlight what I like or what appeals to me, like what I do or already or what I should be doing and that kind of stuff. And I try and, edit my stuff so i've i probably at any given time have like five to eight articles almost completely written and i just tweak them endlessly to get them as near perfect as i can but they're never perfect there's always something else i miss because you know you're a human being yeah make mistakes so my second highest articles 998 views nice a big drop I know. It's still good. No, I mean I don't know I don't know like the like what's considered good, but it's I think most of those views are probably uh tack on views from the When first was it one. released? Uh much more recently. Oh nice. Yeah, that's real good. Uh, and then you said you were So you said you independently August eighteen. Oh, okay, cool. Versus so year like later. May seventeen. Oh more more in the So you said that you just you released your article in twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. And then you did what exactly? So you said that like a startup sponsoring your, or how does that work? So you, okay. So medium has this thing where they have curators and publicate. Anyone can sign up to be a publication too. And they curate articles that are written and choose whether or not they want to publish it as a publisher. Oh, I see. You got to speak on the mic. So those publishers then basically help distribute and just, it's your followers and your reach plus theirs. And the startup is one of the largest publications. They were the largest. I don't think they are anymore. Um, and in what I, and they're more broad too. So like a lot of their articles are self-help, entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing, but so Hans writes in a much more like uh, con- condensed set of topics. My two articles are about pretty different things. Yeah, um, and I think the only they the second one only gets views because the first one got a bunch of views, and it will probably show up as a recommended story at the bottom of the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but of course I don't I don't spend much time on I don't spend any time on this. I just have collected these views over time. Yeah. And it's kind of just interesting. That's how it started out for me. And like last year I wrote a few articles just before I got hired at Westmec. I wrote uh, then a few more, but not many. Um, and those articles, I think up to 50 bucks at the end of the year. So how much, what are your earnings every month then? I'm, I'm almost at $5 a month 
every month. Okay, so I just I will say five dollars for a thousand views is actually really good. No, that's not that's not what I got paid for. It's between multiple articles. So most of my articles right now are only making on average about seventeen cents or something like that per month. No, but you're but saying you're getting a thousand views a month between all your articles. Average, yeah. And it's five dollars a month. So it's five dollars for a thousand views. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And in aggregate. Yeah. That's really that's actually really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's better. I'm happy with it. That's <laughs> better than a lot of YouTube videos five times <laughs> at one point right? yeah. yeah like a lot of youtube uh cpms are like two three dollars so that's pretty good yeah. i thought it was less than um, that yeah. i don't want to give the exact be, number on the mic I'll, i can show you later but it's i'm rounding up yeah well i mean obviously because <laughs> my not... goal this month for my new year's was to get to five dollars because at that point, it makes sense for me to pay for their membership. Yeah, just to pay up, pay your membership off. But also to give back to the other writers. Because in my articles, I reference a lot of different writers on Medium because I scour and read a lot. I read probably 500 articles a month on there. Yeah, Damn, that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. What? Easily. Um, yeah, I don't read nearly that much. Well, I skim. And that's if a it, ton. If it, if it's, it's like 16 articles a day. Yeah. yeah uh, oh, I can easily do 20. Um, they're fairly short articles. They're not like 20 page articles for one. So it's like reading a, you know, 20 pages that yeah. doesn't take forever. Um, the other thing is I skim through and if I, if it's topics that I like or that I want to write about, but I'll, you know, sometimes people explain things different ways and sometimes it's better and sometimes it's worse or some, it's, or it just makes sense to one person more than it does to another. So I like trying to get different perspectives on how to explain something for how I explain it as well. Does that make sense? Yes. And then I link it back, especially if they're really good with it, always. Uh, hmm. because so I, you want to be a better educator? Yeah, but also just because it's like one of the topics on this one article I'm just, I've been stuck on for over two weeks now is, um, is immutability. It's one section of it, but... I am linking to this other article that goes over all of that and a lot of the same stuff I go over, but I'm linking immutability and the stuff and um, data types and the importance in an introductory level for people as well as to kind of reteach people who already should know it, right? So for them that need to go into that specific thing, there's a resource for that. Yeah, right. You're just, you're just a lot, you're just creating a synapses different topics yeah and it's really weird to kind of weave through that and and make it short but not not fluff and that kind of thing that's that's a challenge and like do i need a code example in this section Mm, sometimes no illustration i've created my own illustrations for a lot of these upcoming articles holy god that takes so long i sent you one the other day that took me all day yeah but it was a lot of stuff. And then I mm. rewrote that too. And I'm not even going to use that one. Oh. <laughs> and then that was just for one section for like learning JavaScript concepts. Mm. I'm doing another one for like node concepts that I still haven't gotten in, into. And then another one for the browser related methods for JavaScript. So the illustrations take a buttload of time more than the actual writing. In do, fact. We, do we have an understanding of the... Like demographic, of medium, what? medium. 
It varies. Does it though? I'd I'd say if I were gonna if I were gonna summarize it, I'd summarize it as like a white collar, generally somewhat interested in personal development type audience. I could see that. So there's no area for entertainment on there, right? Pop culture. There, there is like some, but I don't Do think it does very well. Politics? I don't. There's see a pretty much. decent amount on politics, actually. Okay. You have to follow it to actually see it, but there's a decent amount on there. Yeah, and I haven't followed anything on there about that, so. Okay. I don't follow much. It's kind of surprising. I, see I don't see enough again. of that. Interesting. Especially in, in this time, with the trial going on, it's kind of shocking. In a way. Well, it actually just goes to show you how good the curation algorithm is. That if you don't follow any of it, you don't see any of it. Yeah, that's fair, I guess. Uh, Anyways, we'll be right back in a little short break. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Spy-Fi After Dark. We hope you're enjoying it so far. If you're loving what we got, (laughs) share that shit. Bitch! (laughs) And don't forget to rate and or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Now back to the episode. Bitch! All right, and we're back. Um, I wanted to pivot a little bit. Uh, Hans, last time you were here, you were working as a teacher. Now you are writing and being a father full-time and considering what your future independent career might look like. Can you tell us a little bit about what that thought process looks like? I think all of us here have entrepreneurial bents, but you're arguably the closest. Right. That's true. Good point. Um, so, uh, you know this too, because we talked about this. Um, one of the things I kind of want to do is like a workshop kind of thing. Um, can A workshop slash almost like a boot camp for coding eventually, but I don't know what that looks like. Or do you mean more like the mindset? I mean, like what, what like what is going into your decision-making process? Like, what are you enjoying well, about your life keep as in mind, it is? I've been freelancing most of my career. Yeah. So it's so, not like a big jump for me. It's just what I've always been doing, really. Yeah. But obviously, you you seem to be enjoying yourself right now. Yeah. Especially because your cat's being all friendly. Yeah. Your <laughs> cat's adorable. Uh-huh. She's finally learning to get comfortable with visitors. But, um, I mean, I guess my mindset is more like it's nice not to have, you know, like to just do your own thing and to be innovative rather than just the same thing over and over every day. You know, mm-hmm. wake up, drive two hours to work out in Glendale <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um well, you know, a half hour to an hour there and back every day. Um, same rinse, repeat, that kind of thing, you know. Well, you also now get to be a full-time father. and Yeah, and get to watch him and, like, play with him, all this awesome stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, and for me, like, I know that it's just a family decision, really where it's just, it makes more sense because my wife works night shift. So it's just kind of hard to find because on my off days, like she still needs to sleep during the day. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just easier on everyone, I think. So 
so I know we've talked a little bit about this coding workshop concept. Um, do you have any other like things you're interested in things you want to I consider? do, as you know, also want to do a YouTube thing with you of a yeah. video about getting Mr. Alex here, how to build something uh-huh. and definite and should we do the hot challenge too? You could do something like that. What, what would be a fancy title for that? Like, hottest coders. Oh God! <laughs> like hot ones, but tag team coding is uh-huh. the idea. Hot, um, hot ones and zeros. Yeah, hot binary. Yeah, <laughs> but we wouldn't be doing that. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we can come up with something for sure. Yeah. We're dying from hot stuff, like eating hot, spicy food. You're just learning, and we're switching in between. We're well, teaching you how to do something. Oh, I'd be down. <laughs> See? He's, he's got a yes. That I sounds know. pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. And, like, wildly entertaining. <laughs> no, I, 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 I really want to do this. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, like two, I'm glad I don't have to sell you much. <laughs> two two <laughs> experienced easy. programmers dying from hot sauce trying to explain programming concepts. <laughs> just to a new, oh, someone yeah. new, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it'd be a pretty good video. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll make it happen. Yeah. But um, only if you're subscribed. No, <laughs> yeah, I don't right. Need that hundred subscribers. <laughs> if we had like that'll the... probably get you that hundred. Honestly. Oh yeah. Probably yeah. What were you gonna say, Alex? No, I was gonna say if we had like the equipment to like really invest in the quality, like of production, I would like to do like a coffee hopping youtube channel where you just go from like coffee shop to coffee shop and you overlay your visits with discussion about intro to programming wait so okay so like so like visually visually like the primary focus is on like coffee shops has you walking in there'll be like cuts to like the roaster inside maybe the barista is kind of the environment you'll have like local only though Maybe or like we'll we'll we would travel or something, and you would have like the name. It all come down quickly. Like information would just like kind of flow through, like where we're at, blah 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 blah, whatever. Maybe the IG like handle, that. and then while we walk in and like order, and there's like a camera behind us or whatever. However it works, we would be talking about like programming, intro to programming, hmm. things like that. Just like generally speaking about it, yeah. Literally, it's just to play on Java. That's it. All of that just <laughs> oh for a God. play on Java. Like, all of that. All of it. Like, you got fucking, my interest to fucking, losing it because I it. hate Java. No, literally just drone footage. Just Java like, no, Java. Like, like, <laughs> By the way, speaking of drones, that's I do have an article on coding a drone. And I forgot to bring it here because I was going to show you. Is it published? No, it's not. Because Can you publish it within the next... Two days. Why? Because <laughs> that's when this podcast will probably come out. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, work on it with me. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to help you out so no, you can like actually link I, it. So I'm trying to, I'm not sure if I want it in this series. And if it's in the series, it's it's too early. That's okay. the problem. I want to publish it by the end of the month. It's about, I'd say at least 50% done. A lot of the heavy lifting's done. Explain like how to read the document. The it's not even documentation. It's an SDK PDF. Okay. <laughs> PDF. Wow. Oh, God. Yikes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's even more. Yeah, I think, um, I think doing a... I, I enjoyed the idea of 
somehow doing us handicapped versus Alex in a programming challenge. They're pretty cool. Actually, I just have a, I, I had a, I just revisited that thought I had and modified it. Okay. So like the whole coffee shop thing, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be cool if we had a series in which any one of us three or a combination would do something like that. It didn't have to be coffee shops, but we did something like that and we learned something so, and we did, and we literally mm-hmm. blogged or videoed every day invested into learning that thing. And it'd be a series. So like, that even, if, cool. even if you wanted to learn like Spanish, you would have like videos of so it's just like learning in the coffee shop. Yeah. It didn't I have like to that. even be coffee shops. It didn't that, but like, well, I like the idea of blogging about learning something and not like, I like doing that too. That's a lot of my articles are on. Very cool. And it wouldn't be like blogging in a sense of like point of view at your face and like you just talking and like trying to look your best. It would run like, like, I don't want to say like a show, but essentially like, again, like it would be. Would there just be like gratuitous Michael Bay sweeping shots? <laughs> yeah, no, a lot of sweeping shots, yeah. panning shots. shots. Oh, so 120 no, yeah. FPS, like right. That's what I'm saying. Production value, like yeah. like espresso's pouring into the fucking ceramic like shot glass, and you're yeah. like zooming. You, you in have on like it. you have like the the camera down right. like at the bottom of a, of a cup, like right. as the coffee pours into the cup. The on milk top frother of the is like in slow mo, and, and you just you see like really, the barista really like coffee. No, and the barista the barista <laughs> the barista is like blurred out, but you see like her teeth, and she's just grinning and like fucking frothing it for you her teeth aren't like photogenic i know (laughs) because she drinks coffee right right well she could be whitened though true it's possible true you know what i mean stuff like that okay oh yeah dude. i i didn't tell you how door opens into the coffee websites did i by the way it's related to coffee but well not coffee shops but wait what was that how you okay so we started the segment with um like your mindset, right? So, and I said how I freelance, right? So mm-hmm. one of the things, instead of coffee shops, I used to go down to bars and I'd literally just, if I'd find, I'd check out, like scout it out beforehand and like talk to the owner and like meet them and do like a light introduction beforehand. Then I'd, when they're there next, I'd talk to them and be like, hey, so I'm just going to be building out a website today. How'd you like me to just build you one? And if you like it, just cover my tab up to a hundred bucks and I just drink and code. <laughs> and damn, <laughs> I didn't have to pick up my tab that often. Oh. <laughs> nice. there, when I did, it's because I went over a hundred. <laughs> That's fair. Got it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but it's like, they got a really good deal on a website, yeah. you know? And this was before Wix and everything was really popular. But like you talking about the coffee shop made me think. Remember, that's pretty doing, cool. Going in there and just getting trashed. <laughs> so I built a website to learn how to do do it. Because <laughs> you just learn by doing, you know. Right. Especially when you're self taught. Yeah. Yeah, I. Uh, we can definitely pursue some something along these lines. I have the equipment now. Oh, hell yeah, yeah, I know. Like I have the means. And you're not doing anything with it. Well, okay, hold on. <laughs> so we know you're accurate. not editing either. That's also not entirely accurate. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't want to take too much away from you. I know, that. I'm teasing. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh yeah. So we can we can pursue something Definitely. like that. So what do and, you think? And yes, I am like slightly obsessed 
with coffee slightly <laughs> slightly a lot <laughs> no but like i can see i mean i can i can if you don't thing, have coffee tomorrow with, will you go into withdrawal I don't know because I don't get caffeine-induced headaches very easily. Even he though doesn't I drink know because he amount. hasn't not had coffee. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to bring that up. Well, I cut out pre-workout, and pre-workout, <laughs> albeit not, co- is not coffee. I essentially cut my caffeine intake by fifty percent, cold turkey, and had no repercussions. Yeah, but that fifty percent being immediately taken away by the workout, like used up immediately. But like, so it's not like it was long term affecting your body. It was in you for like an hour, and sort of uptake like real fast. No, but like, okay, so the thing is, when you work out, though, contrary to what you're saying, you would know how things like caffeine and lack thereof would impact your body more because your body's being put to the test. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? So like if you work out, if you do any kind of strenuous activity and you want to see how a certain food or supplement or substitution impacts you physically, uh-huh. it'd be nice to have something that actually induces some kind of stress. Like you're essentially pressure testing that factor. Do you know what I'm saying? Pressure testing? Pre- oh. Pressure testing in a sense of look, I'm going to say I don't need this caffeine. Right. What's a better way than to go to the gym and then now you have a metric because you're in, you're putting your yeah. body under stress. Caffeine would normally get you out of that hole. It actually digs a deeper hole, but we don't have to get into that conversation. <laughs> it gets you out of a hole, but it like what you're doing is you're getting out of a hole. It tricks your body is what it does. Yes. That's correct. Correcto mundo. That's correcto. <laughs> Correcte. Correcto chini. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> You're sorry. not Italian. <laughs> you didn't say the hand gesture. <laughs> um, not to totally derail the topic, but to totally derail the topic. <laughs> um, what do you think about the state of freelancing for web developers today? I think it's awful. I think it, in my experience, always has been because any kind of entrepreneurship, especially like it it requires some legwork and it just depends on who you are what kind of business you're running whether it's real estate or whatever it that's always going to be the biggest challenge for any kind of freelancing i think or independent contractor work so of any type so i also agree that it's really never been good but i'd say that today you have a very disjointed market where if someone asked me for advice on a website Right, because people in my network know I make websites, and that's my thing. That's one of my things, anyway. I'm good at it. If they ask me about it, I say, "Don't bother hiring me." It's Why? Not, it's not worth it, because you can get for whatever you. Generally speaking, for whatever you're doing, go to Wix, you go to Squarespace. 80, you can get eighty percent of it for much. You less. get eighty to ninety percent of what you need, yeah. and they're not. It's like for it's, fifteen dollars a month. It's like getting, I would never advise WordPress. Because that always digs them into a hole. Wix, I get. WordPress is yeah. You don't even you don't even have to use it. That's the thing is like that used to be like the saving grace was like everyone want WordPress, and you know you could charge five thousand dollars for a basic WordPress site, but yeah, it's not. It's just not necessary. 
you got you got Wix, you got Squarespace, you got all these other things. That does eighty percent, ninety percent of what WordPress does for everyone. All, not everyone, but for most yeah. people who use it. And then the application then, needs to be of a certain type to warrant more. Is what you're saying? Yeah. So then yeah. on the flip side, there's actually an expanded high end market of businesses that were small and are becoming not so small. They're reaching maybe seven figure revenue, approaching seven figures. And, they and now they need that site to go down and they need something. Custom. Exactly. They need something that's going to uh, yeah. take them to the next level and turn and give them a lot more options. You know, I, I from think a commerce perspective, it's hard to learn from actual clients when you're starting off, whether you're, have a cert, a degree, or you're self-taught like me, you know, um, because of Wix, because of WordPress. WordPress, I thought, WordPress, I, I have really mixed opinions on it because on the one hand, it can't. It was before Wix and everything. It made websites more accessible for people to just get a website up. But it's become such a, and it is still over a, 25% of the entire web, but mm -hmm. this, it's just so damn, it just always breaks. And it's not like what, if it'll break, it's when, and how will it break? So you know? to, and to, to bounce off this question, what do you think are the realistic routes for people who want to get into programming as a career? Cause freelancing used to be a route. Yeah. And I don't think it is viably a route. Anymore. I don't, I think it's also a really hard route to take in America or any first world country because... Well, but if you're not taking it in America, that's... Yeah, okay, yeah. I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Because especially yeah. when you're Gateway, freelancing Gateway, digitally. Yeah. When you're freelancing digitally, it's very hard to do that because here's the trick. You either say you either stick to your guns and you stick with at least 5,000 and never go below that. And so people will just instinctively go to you because there's a, there must be a reason you're charging five grand. Mm -hmm. Right. And this other guy in X country is charging 50 cents or up, you know, <laughs> yeah. God, I bucks. hope it doesn't get that low, so but it's like a hundred bucks. <laughs> so yeah. It's, it's not inaccurate. That's the thing. I'd say, I've, yeah, I've seen, 50 to 100 bucks. I haven't seen 50 cents, but I've seen over... And what that does is, like, it just undercuts the value and the difficulty of our work. And it's so self-destructive to the entire... To people getting into the field. Because then they don't have the experience to go to a major companies. And it creates more yeah. of, of, of a demand because it can't be met. And it, it's... The problem with coding is that there's exponentially increasing expectations and and those expectations are increasingly being failed to be met. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So again, freelancing is so, not going to so, give you enough traction for you to get experience. Well, for you no, it, it can. It, it's just so hard because... But it sounds like it generally when won't. When you start off, like you either just have to stick with your guns and overprice yourself. And honestly, that's so risky, especially early on, because you could, you could definitely get sued. And I've known people who've gotten sued because they overcharged and they couldn't over deliver because they didn't have the skills yet. Right. And, and, and as a freelancer, or they undercut them and everyone else in the market. And when we, and when we discuss freelancing, 
we're assuming some kind of skill level. Yeah. yeah. Not I'm not even talking about just skill. I'm also talking about talent with respect to skill and experience mm-hmm. because look, well, not everyone's going to grow at the same rate either from said experience acquired from freelancing. Well, my, my main problem with it though, is it's just, it's disingenuous and unnecessary. Like I could create a really great small business website, say on WordPress, we'll just use that as an example, or I could do something else. I could do it for say $5,000, let's say for like a week, two weeks. Um, and I could, and because of my expertise, I can host it on a great virtual server with uh, continuous deployment so I can make updates without affecting the uptime of the website. Like it can be really high quality, have all these great features, but I cannot in good conscience recommend that to someone when I know they could go to Squarespace and get the exact same thing without quite the level of customization mm-hmm. for $15 a month. And so on freelancing or any business, that's the, that's the biggest problem is when you're, you have to assess that they have that need and weed that out. And, and that's that the thing so is if they time. were, if they were a, a larger business that wanted a, a custom solution for all the things custom solutions bring you, which is branding is exactly how you want it to be. You have much more control over like what SEO tools you have available to you you know, how you want to tailor the content of your site, how you want to structure it. You get stuff like that. Sure. But then if we're talking that we're going like so, twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 for like a solid e-commerce website. I think the best alternative to freelancing for people getting into it is honestly hackathons and especially startup weekend. Okay. Um, and that's, that's what I'm getting at. It's like, cause obviously this route of like building e- like proper e-commerce sites, something that you can't do that as a beginner. Yeah. It's not reasonable. Well, it's a great way to meet people who are hired in the industry. My cat just it's turned on my computer. It's a great way to practice what you know or what you don't know. And it's also a um, just a it's a good way to learn, you know. Makes sense. Uh-oh. Were you were you doing that for quite some time? What? The freelancing or Yeah. Yeah. And I still do on and off. Oh, okay, cool. I I lean more towards consulting now where it's more like advice and just like team development and that kind of stuff. Um, Millen, do you still do any of that freelancing? No. Um, and it's I only because did that. The lake work is so much. Mm-hmm. I only did a little bit and I came in when it was basically starting to be exactly what I was saying. Yeah. Same. So I could, I just, I just, yeah, I couldn't stick with it realistically. I had always more success with like the bar hopping kind of thing because it's in person, it's fun, and it's just, it's easier just to say like, hey, I just need this experience and I'm going to do this anyway. Like sometimes early on, I just tell them, I'm going to build your website whether you like it or not. (laughs) And I'm not publishing it anywhere. It'll only ever exist on my computer. But hey, if you like it, um, let me know and we can do something. It's kind of how I started. And then I got a process down to it. And that building that process too takes a time. time. And yeah. So do you think it's possible for boot camps to fill that kind of a void? Of freelancing or... To fill to fill that void as a as a means of getting people ready to join the industry, I think that I haven't personally seen a boot camp 
or a university or something that incorporates events into the curriculum. And by events, I mean plural that are related to coding, like a hackathon. Um, West Mac kind of, for example, did one with a parents' night. Um, so that's the closest, but I haven't, I wasn't there long enough to see how that actually works out there. Okay. Um, unfortunately. And, um, I was looking forward to that for exactly that reason because that's unique um, compared to a boot camp. So how long do you think it would take someone to go from zero to ready to join the industry? It all depends on that individual. Um, okay, it well, can, in theory, obviously, but like, let's, if you let's have do a 12-hour day average. every day, you could absolutely get into it within a week or 30 days. Absolutely. It depends days. what technology. It, it, let's, say, let's say like a standard uh, front-end job. A week. Easily, not for WordPress a week. No, 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 no. Uh, sorry, a front end software job. Front end software, like six a web, like is, web app. You're working on a web application. Six months is. I don't think it should ever be less than if you six were, months. If you're straight up full time, even okay. if it's full time. What about um, for something? Just that, because you need that repetition. What about something that's? Uh, well, I agree with you. There's no way it's going to be less than six months. But what about for someone who, more realistically, someone who's got, you know, five to 10 hours a week? Same thing, at least six. Um, for five to 10, I honestly think um, for five to 10 hours of availability a week total. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Um, Something in like at least a year. Yeah. That's maybe sounds, even two. I'd say at least a year. I, I think you'd I could be say realistically, at two. realistically, a year. And then if you like really dedicate the last like two months, basically full time. I think the lowest you could do is at, at that a number of hours, 10 hours a week, right? Mm -hmm. Tops, total hours a week. I don't think it's possible to do it well, even with the best instructors um, in the entire world in under 10 months for a front end at like a name brand company, whether it's local or national. I mm -hmm. don't think you could get that. Um, you mean starting from zero? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, what would, what would the path look like to you? It. That's that's a hard question to answer. Um, because Just like so rough broad. rough concepts. JavaScript from the start. Um, you introduce CSS and HTML. Um, um, side by side, but start with JavaScript because you can just use it everywhere. It should always start with JavaScript. In my opinion, it should never start with even Python, which is a great language or Ruby. Can you, so by the way, can you do node as like a console application? Yeah. A lot of, uh, I've never done this. Oh, okay. I'm sure I'm, I'm like sure it's possible. A lot are, um, all the, I mean, create react app. Is that, that's a node script? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. So in that case, I'll give you like what I think a high level overview would be. In and fact, this there's is, a whole education, sorry, called Node School where it's all command line and you learn through command line. So so this, this is how I would more or less go about it. I would start with um, this like JavaScript on the command line. Mm -hmm. That's where I'd start because the first thing you want to teach is like fundamental logic concepts, mm -hmm. right? Then I would move from there to um, 
to actually HTML. So you can see like how a web page is composed. I would move to the server first and the fundamentals request and response, not necessarily with express, but then because node has HTTP server built in, build that server out. And then you just push the HTML through JavaScript, not as a separate file. Okay. That's and then fair. you're explaining that, okay, when they hit this route or whatever, the server is going to send them this. Yeah. Because now you're teaching them how, like even PHP works effectively, is it compiles down to HTML and it's yeah. sent to that user. So, okay. So, <laughs> and it's just a very real fundamental. Okay. That's fair. So I would move that's, from that's there. That's how my series is approaching it. I would move from there to HTML so you can see how a page is actually composed. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, I'd pretty much just give them CSS mm-hmm. and then. I think the only things on CSS that you need to cover at a, at a core level is the, uh, the padding margin, the box model. Box model, yeah. That's, That's fair. And then just some basic stuff like backgrounds, colors. Um, so I would, so yeah, so I'd give them some C- the uh, HTML. Model, typography and like color and then like, and then, um, display types are really the essentials that you need yes. for CSS. Display types. Everything else you can learn and expand on. Positioning. Which I, I would box lump model. into that and yeah, okay. display because that's, that's how you position. So, things. so yeah, I would go there then we'd integrate JavaScript into the, to the browser. Mm-hmm. Talk about how that works. And how it's different from node because like window is not available in node. Yeah. Yeah. But specifically like starting to use JavaScript on the browser side and seeing how that communicates back and forth. Well, it fundamentally works differently too because like, you know, like var is a function scoped variable, but in, in the browser, it's automatically bound to the window object when you use it. It's not at all like that in node. It only works that way in the browser. Hmm. Weird, sure. Right? So, I mean, these, these little things would go in there. I'm just talking to a high level. Yeah. Those little things would go in there for sure. And then you'd sort of move to get into a framework a little bit. And then at the yeah. very end, I'd teach some design and CSS. Mm-hmm. I think that's how I would more or less structure it. I agree. A hundred percent. Wow. You've come really far in this episode. Considering how long you've been listening, you should probably consider subscribing and maybe even leaving us a rating on whatever platform you're listening on. I know, I know. Everyone asks every episode, but I mean, come on. You've been listening to it for an hour. It's the least you could do, really. Now back to the episode. And at the very end, I teach some design and CSS. Mm -hmm. I think that's how I would more or less structure it. I agree. 100%. What do you think, Alex? Did any of that make any sense? <laughs> well, I checked out for a second. Uh, so the highest level, give me a rundown. And this is how long again? This is like for, say, a year if you just got like 10, 10 hours a week. I so we are, this, this structure or this format is for the 10 hours a week? I would love yeah. to try and teach you this while we're dying from hot sauce, by the way. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 10 I, months worth of content s- on YouTube? <laughs> Holla! No, no, like as in one session. Oh, damn. <laughs> to get us through as much as we can, at least. Yeah. So so basically, we st- you know how we, we did Java yeah. and we were doing stuff on the command line, yeah. basically? Same concept with JavaScript. Like So like every concept in JavaScript will have like a Scoville amount based wow. on the complexity? Oh, oh, 
That's good. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Like, oh my god! Yeah, like I a, love like, that. Yeah, like a, like a JavaScript concept, oh like god. is on the screen, and you're. I love that with, like, so much. <laughs> Go over lexical scope; it's just automatically de bomb and higher. No, no, <laughs> and both no, no, you're like no. just profusely sweating, like, like crazy. <laughs> I'm <laughs> dying. <laughs> Slow down. Stop learning. Nobody, <laughs> nobody's eating anything. I can't teach you. I'm dying. You're learning too fast. <laughs> Oh my God! My poor liver. The <coughs> the levels in audition just went like nuts for the last like thirty seconds. Yeah, oh, I love that so much. Yes. <laughs> Is there like when it comes to like um? Actually, I'm I'm like really curious how much of the like programming fundamental concepts you still remember. Like none. <laughs> <laughs> Does if I put you in front terminal, of some Java, I'm like genuinely curious. We, you Do you I, know any terminal? No. You didn't teach him any of that? No. No. This was before <laughs> I really knew it that well. So. Okay. What is terminal? And I barely uh, know It sounds well. nuanced. Never mind. <laughs> so it's... Okay. So you know how oh, on fuck. movies you uh, pull up... Like you see like the matrix text. Terminal is command prompt, command line. But he doesn't know what that is. Do you know what that is? Yeah. But yeah. that's in oh. wait, you can incorporate that in Java? Java well in anything really. That's what I'm talking about is writing JavaScript programs that run in terminal. It's the same as how we had the like console thing in Eclipse. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Yeah. So so what's the difference between that and using the console in Eclipse? The console in Eclipse is is it's like a runtime environment that you're building your Java into. It's virtual, but right? you can do the same. Like we could have, we could have run our scripts by running Java, uh, our God, I don't remember the exact command. Like Java, don't look at me. Uh, <laughs> Java C for Java compile. Well, does that console talk name. to something that would otherwise be that command? So yes, basically, because the so command it's prompt. Layer? It's yeah. it's literally like its own command prompt. So, so in the command line, I mean, this is how like it used to be, it is like done at a base level. Java exists as a program, right? That interprets a virtual language. The program is accessible in the command line with uh, terms, Java, Java C, which is Java for like running Java. Java C is Java compile. Mm-hmm. You'd run that Java C to compile your folder and then you'd run Java on your folder and it would find your main script and run your mm-hmm. thing. And then we'd see the output and the input just like we saw in the console in Eclipse. Mm-hmm. It'd be the same. The Ecl- Eclipse just like simplifies it by wrapping all that into just clicking a play button. For Java, isn't it all in its own like container almost? Yeah, pretty much. Because otherwise you, you could literally brick your computer, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, Java runs as its own I process. Sh- and I know then... when I was learning C, I definitely turned off my computer. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it's it, the memory it's of my safe. computer maxed out. It's it's safe Don't. and uh, <laughs> it it generally won't let you do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the terminal is a way that uh, elite hacker bros, you know, navigate their computer. Uh, no, I'm not talking like they them. use a shell. No. What is it called? So they, a lot of people. I use it too. I use Vim and V when I need to, but it, like for editing system. So V Files, and Vim yeah. are like um, 
It's a text editor built into the terminal. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's Eclipse in the, that terminal that I showed you, you know, um, and Very some people down, do yes. what's called Vim, which is like a really, it's way more complex version of that. And those are the elite little hacker. Eh. Yeah, I have some coworkers that code in in Vim or whatever. I'm sorry, or, but am I wrong? But those people are, are always kind of jackasses. Am I wrong? They're, they're kind of always jackasses. I don't want to bad know, mouth I, them too bad because they're not bad people. But you sure? <laughs> no, they're really not. What's the, what's the like utility of Vim? I don't think there it's is any. Preference. It's preference. Um. Some people like like customizing the their curve terminal. Is a lot higher. Um, you you don't have to switch from terminal, so it's all in one place. Is why a lot of people do it. Um, There's undoubtedly some convenience. You to can it. you can use it on any machine. So like Millen can take his computer, go into some server anywhere in the world, and then have the same editor. They don't have to install that editor on that server. Yeah. That's the main convenience. Because it comes so with all Linux-based operating systems. So when I use it, it's either for editing systems. my system files on here, which it's just more easier to do it that way, mm-hmm. or for like GitHub kind of stuff. Or um, I use it a little bit for Git now. Yeah, same. I didn't before, but I do kind of um, now. And then, and then like that's only because source code is really slow with our repo at work you have to change some configuration files on the server. And so I'll SSH into that server and then use that editor to change them. Or the same thing for like um, a circuit board. I'll, I'll go into the circuit board remotely and I'll, I'll change some files, low level files on that board to do something, mm-hmm. turn on an LED, make a drone fly, whatever, something. So like the long and short of it is it's like, it's another way of navigating a computer that's like aside from a visual, uh, uh, file browser. Mm-hmm. So you can, you know, you'll basically zip around your computer with keyboard commands and it can be fast if you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It feels really fun. If you know what you're doing, yeah. you feel kind of like an elite hacker bro every now and again. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you can set up like aliases that are like shortcuts to do stuff. And I haven't know. gotten too much into that because, but it's one of those things like I would only teach like the very low, the very basics in a so, intro course. Right. So what I taught in school and what I taught in my last article was, um, LS, um, yeah, I teach the people fi- the files, uh, like the folders, um, seeing hidden files with dash a, um, changing what folder you're in. Um, going into one, going back out, creating a folder, deleting a folder, deleting a file, creating a file with like touch, mm-hmm. which I don't I even do that. I, um, and then I would go, uh, the only furthest step I would go past that is, um, CH mod and, um, uh, what is it? CH mod and which changes the modification of a file. It's this slight security thing so like you can make a file read only write only or execute only or all of them and you're just changing the permissions that kind of stuff that's really fun too like teach yeah people i pretty much how just their programs can break too i just i would teach navigation yeah that's basically L- ls it. and cd are the most essential i teach that and then maybe like a little bit of vim just so you know or v vi i teach so you nano. know 
over V. Yeah. I, I'd show them if it's in person. I'd well, I do it v. just for the purposes of, again, like editing, like yeah. host file or bash file or whatever. But that nano kind of stuff. has an, is easier to exit. That, that could be. Colon Q. Why? Who, it, who thought that was a good idea? For God's sakes, come on. It's not that bad. It No, it is it is that bad because it's, you literally have code that requires that goddamn colon. Well, no. But <laughs> and then it one, forces you to kick out. Not, not if you, if you're in insert mode and you hit colon, it'll just type a colon. Oh. You oh, have to you exit have to insert shift, mode. Right? You just, you hit I to go into insert, escape to exit it. Oh, see, I didn't even know it that much. Yeah, so. Anyways, it's it's kind of like esoteric, but I teach just a little bit, mostly so you don't feel lost when your coworkers are doing it around you. Yeah. That's the main reason I teach it is I don't want, if That's you go into fair. an entry level job, I don't want you to be like, oh my God, what is he doing? Like, and I don't want, I don't want you to look bad because you don't know. I had my kids like it. change the permissions on the node modules folder so that everything broke. Oh, geez. <laughs> there was a whole thing where like, They'd do the project and I'd have someone else break the project. The whole class knew and their job was to guide that person to fix their project. So it could be deleting the node modules folder and having them recognize, hey, I need to install it. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of stuff. So again, when they get to the job, they, they don't, (laughs) they have confidence. Yeah. And don't feel inadequate and insecure. That's the, that's the focus for me is like, if I'm teaching someone how to code in a year, like I want to get you to a point where you feel at least secure enough in what you know that you won't get lost in an entry level job yeah. and you can have some footing and know how to ask some good questions and sort of w- wade through the early waters to get to some commerce stuff. And then you're like, okay, I think I sort of know what I'm doing now. Yeah. And it usually takes a good few months. I mean, it even took a few months for me at my current job and I had experience. So you know, that would be my main concern. Mm. I don't know. Is any of this interesting to you, Alex? Yeah. <laughs> Gotta bring the hot sauce. I just, I'm just not familiar. But you want to yeah. do the hot sauce thing this month? Oh, Come God. on, let's get a... I'm like, There's only a few I'm days like, left. Well, I'm more, oh, sorry, next right, I'm more worried about February. the hot sauce. <laughs> for, wait, for who? You won't have to do it. Oh, it's just you two, Well, right? what I was yeah. thinking is we all do it in the intro just to get a sense of how it is and just like some fun video right okay. right yeah um just some quick snippets that would be like part of the intro but then me and you only have to do it maybe if you want to you could do it halfway in at that at a middle ground right if but it's doing completely too well. optional yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh fuck oh, God. <laughs> but it's up to you guys uh, and, and you because the focus would be how do we trade off in how we're teaching you how to do this I also like the concept of after after he's learned a little bit, us like versing him in something, but we have handicaps. Like we have oh, to eat something really spicy or we can only touch the keyboard for five minutes one out of every typing. 30 minutes. Or yeah, one hand. Type with your toes. Or, no, that's, that's, that's me. Oh my God. <laughs> or, no, um, I play video games with my feet sometimes. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's pretty impressive. I used to play, I used to, it started off with Halo when, so you know, you have the tank. (laughs) Like all things Halo. I was going to say, of all things, one of the most like dexterous. Well, because you could do. Or demanding, sorry. Driving a vehicle is not. So what I do is, 
Um, no, Halo. I thought well, Halo. driving a vehicle in Halo. Yeah, so no, like, you're right. I Halo would, is very because like, you intense. have a guest character. So I'd log into the guest because I didn't have to create a new Xbox or anything like that. And I just do two controllers. I put the controller on the floor, and I that one I'd. I'd just get into the vehicle and then I'd be on like the gunner. Oh, <laughs> I see. That's really sharp. Just driving around and then gunning. That's yeah. actually that's hilarious. <laughs> so you were playing two people on Halo. Yeah, that's, that's actually hilarious. Yeah, that's great. That's I, don't know. I haven't done that for so long. I don't even know. And it's not like it's, in your head, it, you might think someone doing it better than I did. <laughs> It's mostly for fun and for challenges when I was hanging out with friends. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Or uh, on Battlefield, so, um, I broke both my wrists. And so uh, this was in a full cast, my right hand. And um, so I couldn't use the full controller. So I'd have to like move my finger like all the way up and just weird little things. Um, but I could still fly a helicopter like under a bridge and <laughs> everything. And at some point, I learned to just, like, put my foot up, and, like, I would use the stick with that. Interesting. Amazing what humans can do when Mother Nature necessitates innovation. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Or, like, people in the battlefield community were complaining about visibility issues and MMGs being overpowered. So I taped my right foot onto my controller. <laughs> Remap it. No, to my left controller and I control everything on there and I just play with my right hand on my left foot. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? I killed like five MMG players. One-handed. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Stop being a noob. Just shut up. <laughs> Stop ruining this game. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I don't have any story like that. Yeah. <laughs> we could like do 5v1 Rainbow Six Siege against Oh, Sons. I could I couldn't do Rainbow Siege like that. That's that's suicide <laughs> for me. But I still, that would take both feet. I, you know I, what's funny to... <laughs> though is there's a there's a very very popular Twitch stream and a video of it now where a guy he's handicapped that's all he plays with is his feet or one hand one foot i think is what it is and he won apex legends a match first place <laughs> wow oh yeah it's it's epic it's so cool apex yeah it's a battle royale, battle royale. The, yeah. the titanfall universe oh not the event and like no, no. Dude, okay, he i thought played, apex like as in like the he played better massive. than me with two hands oh interesting, <laughs> interesting. so <laughs> One of the videos I do want to do is get Sammy to play Rainbow Six. I know. I that still haven't really played funny. that game. I really want to. I tried CSGO recently for the first time. It's like my first like real experience with the first person shooting. How is that different than the original Counter Strike? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. I, I haven't. Pl- I have no experience it's, with FPS. They're very similar mechanically, I believe. Like even the graphics look the same to me. They're better, but A yeah, little. same theme. They're all very like paper like still they're not as 60 and 64 level graphics yeah no it's i mean it's a big improvement graphically but like thematically it's similar i can see why you would say they look similar now i haven't played either of them that much i've watched a little bit i get the gist of it it's not really my kind of shooter same yeah it was uh 
I'd love to watch you play like Modern Warfare. My yeah. adrenaline was like spiked. I've never played games like this. Oh, you know dude, I mean? yeah. And uh, I have like a really good quick twitch. Okay. So I was surprised. All so right. was Chris, my roommate. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that well because CSGO, like you got veterans on there that like are very, very good. Yeah. There's no way I can compete. Yeah. But he was surprised I was getting kills. I mean, I was surprised I was getting kills. I'm like, I'm telling you, I've never played FPS. Like, I mean, ever. I'm surprised you got kills. Yeah. I'm first time yeah, I was getting I wasn't kills. even watching. When we played on um, uh, Modern Warfare, you were doing really well. Yeah. Yeah, Millen, you're pretty good at FPS games in general, yeah, right? Reasonably, yeah. I've seen him play uh, Rainbow Six. That's it. I mean, he was playing against console people, right? Or were we mixed? It's mixed. It was cross-platform. So it's Con- both. Yeah. Consoles are handicapped, right? Oh, yeah, we had to. That's right. Kind. Of, I mean, I would say inherently yes, but they also right? get they get advantages in that they get some like sticky aim properties. Some do. So, like, your aim was not... Like, where your stick goes is not exactly where your aim goes. Your aim will stick a little bit to targets. Yeah. So, it'll help Wait, you stay was on that, target better. Was that, was that set in for them? Yes. Yes. That's stupid. That's been that's been a thing uh, in console shooters. I disable shooters. that on Battlefield because it actually, like, you say you're aiming down at, say I'm aiming at you and Millen just runs in yeah, front of me. Yeah, it's a delay it, for you. No, no. It'll, my gun will actually start tracking Millen. Oh. And now my shot on you is messed up. That's annoying. So, yeah, that kind of <laughs> stuff can happen, but it was invented um, actually a long time. I think with Halo was the first one to was do it? this, I believe, because um, to compensate <laughs> for the fact that the sticks on a controller are much less accurate than a, a mouse. Mm-hmm. So they uh, basically added some of this to make it easier to aim with a controller. No, I understand why it's added. It's just I don't like it. I would really love to see a controller but it's not, with a ball. It's not super strong. It's honestly hard to notice. Is there any spare button on a console controller? No. Not a single one. The Elite Generally can have not. a lot of spares. Yeah. The what Elite do you mean? can. Spare button? Like one that you don't use is what you mean, right? Yes. Is there a single button? Not, but not in terms of the button mapping in a game. No, there's a, never a, a spare button. Uh, really? I disagree. Not with shooters. I don't. They think use you're handling that many shooters. Yes. It doesn't mean you use them all, but they're all mapped. But why couldn't you map that sticky application to to a button? Because it's not it's not programmed like that. That's yeah. fucking stupid. Yeah. Then you could turn it off, like your situation. Um, there are ways I think to do stuff like that, but that's when people start accusing you of hacking, which is where you have this little USB thing, and this is how you actually get. For games that don't support keyboard and mouse, it's the same way that you get keyboard and mouse to console. Um, like Battlefield, it's supposed to support it, but it doesn't. Um, Mm-hmm. So I would have to buy this little USB thing and then plug in my keyboard and mouse to that. And then, but that thing I can also script for exactly that. So like I can tell it, Hey, when I press B five yeah. times, do this. Mm-hmm. Got it. So yeah. aim, aim right down here. Fire three bullets <laughs> with, perf- with no recoil. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. I'm more of a, like a, he knows I play f- fighting games well historically oh, i did mm-hmm. yeah so i don't have any like fps experience but smash. it was yeah mostly smash mostly i used smash. to do Tekken in the past i used yeah, to do like lan ish parties with xbox with my friends oh that's cool um through high school so that was fun we had a weird tradition where the first person that fell asleep um woke up with a banana <laughs> i don't know why or how it started but it just 
it became a you thing. know one of the videos <laughs> one of the videos i want to do is a um modern warfare firefight tournament hmm. like just invite a bunch of people and do a a tournament because it's 2v2 Okay. So you can have a reasonably a reasonable number of teams to have like a real bracket. Yeah. So like a double elimination bracket, you know, have it be like well edited. Have and you seen Escape from Tarkan? Tarkov. Tarkov. Yeah. What do you think of that? It looks fine. I don't know. I, I, really I wouldn't play, play it. it. I wouldn't play it myself. Why? It's just not my kind of thing. See, I wish that that was like a BR. So you drop in either as like a skiv with random loot random just stuff or you can because then you my biggest pet peeve against battle royale is that all that looting is just a waste Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah and the biggest criticism from what i see of that other game um escape is um that there's so many periods where people are just like watching some when i'm watching streams of people play it it's too slow because there's not that circle forcing them to go somewhere yeah you know, and not like you shouldn't be able to drop in with full gear kind of thing, but a thing where you can choose a customized handgun that you got from your last drop. Yeah. Or a piece of, armor, but you also one or the you other. lose, you lose your stuff if you die. Yeah. So it's an interesting. So mechanic. you drop in the next time as a skiff. <laughs> so, so that's the thing is like, I, I'm is not this online. Yeah. yeah. Tarkov PVP escape from they, Tarkov. Tarkov doesn't do that, unfortunately. They, it's you. You randomly spawn into this. They have different maps, right? And like it's like Daisy, if you've seen that Arma, not Arma, but Daisy, which is a mod of that. Um, you go around looting for play, for just parts and stuff, kind of like Fallout. Mm-hmm. Have you played Fallout? No, I've seen it. Most um, of these video game references are not going to land on them. No, <laughs> yeah. at all. Like, I pretty much checked out at like age so, 15. So you, you drop into the game. You can scavenge around. You try to kill players. There's okay. some CPU AI enemies you can kill. Mm-hmm. You loot from enemies you kill, whether they AI or, or player. enemy players. When you spawn in, you can either spawn in as what's called, a, I think it's actually a scav. Are they distinguishable? Oh, um, they're mildly distinguishable, yes. How? Uh, behavior patterns and look. Like well, uniforms. behavior patterns look really. Yeah, but not. It's not like super obvious, if I remember right. But it, it's kind of like if you play the game enough, it's kind You'll of obvious. Like it. I've watched. I've only watched people play it, and they they're people who've played it enough to where they recognize it pretty much right away. So like, it's clearly possible. Um, so anyways, do you kind of know what you're up against prior no, to fighting? I don't think so. No. Do you know what I mean in terms of level or no? no. Oh. Well, so, the zones are different from what I've seen. Like. They'll have the the same boss, and different maps have different difficulty of bosses. The so, bosses are NPCs that you can kill for better loot. Yeah. So the main thing though is you spawn in either as a scav with random stuff and generally low level stuff, yeah. but you're not going to lose anything, or you can bring in a, a loadout and equipment that you've looted over time. You risk losing it if you die, or if you die and yeah. your your friends can like pick your stuff up for you and recover it, but if they can't carry everything or if they die, then you lose it, you know? So you risk losing the stuff, but you spawn in with better equipment. Mm-hmm. So it's a yeah. risk reward kind of a thing. And there's not, I don't know if there's like much of a, a meta game outside of it. I, I'm not, I just, I I'm not so. familiar. I don't think so. It just seems like a game you play for the sake of the game. Yeah. Which, you know, 
it's just it doesn't really interest me that much it was reasonably fun to watch but it's because i liked the people i was watching yeah not because of the game i was playing i was watching disrespect today (laughs) he's fun you got i don't i don't watch him i don't watch him very often like almost at all but he's just a fun character do you know of dr disrespect Mm -mm. oh my god i don't know much about him either i don't he (laughs) he has like this 80s persona. Oh, cool. And he has like, he always wears these red glasses. He never takes them off ever. <laughs> so like you, I don't even think there is a photo of him without his glasses on. Yeah. And he, he's just like this, puts on this ultra alpha male person. <laughs> like, I'm the best. And, he, and like, he just builds up all this hype and stuff. Like the champions club is what he calls it and stuff mm-hmm. for his followers. It's, he has a great personality for a YouTuber and like mm-hmm. a Twitch streamer. It's, it's a good business model. Yeah, I, I I think it's probably one of the best in my opinion. It's so much better than fucking PewDiePie. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> God, fuck you. How how big is how big is this guy's uh, platform? Mm. Very big. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the Several numbers. million. I yeah. Oh damn. Okay. Yeah, in the millions yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think he like makes enough to like buy a Ferrari. Like. Yeah, sure. no, I'm oh, sure he's a big deal then. She's got yeah. a good, a good, uh, low to mid six figure salary. He has she, had a few like scandals, like many of them. Like he took a camera into a bathroom uh, last year, and like he got banned from Twitch from it and stuff. Like, come on, just let people shit and piss in peace for God's sakes, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, <damn>. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, this was a fun experience. Yeah. Kind of. Spanned the gamut towards the end there, but it's okay. Oh, yeah, I had a lot of fun. It's this is time. nice, refreshing. Yeah, I kind of like this format. A lot less work on my end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doesn't say much. Based off of the predictions. Oh my god. Oh my god. Podcast episode. Okay. Should we explain that? <laughs> no, we'll just let people no, figure it out. Just skip to eight minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> we'll re-release it. Re-release what? Why? They don't know. Yeah, now they well. know. Not mine. <laughs> Mine's flawless. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> nah, I'll call it a re-upload because it'd be out of order. Or whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. This Wait, is a good why time. would it be out of order? Because the uh, reaction has already other, been released. Because two other episodes have came out after it. Oh, and it automatically puts it in order. Yeah, but more importantly, just the reaction one came out after. I mean, personally, yes. I That's don't really think the, it's it, that big of a deal because you're new to doing this. Like they expect flaws. Yeah, no, I don't care. I'll just in the title, it's like, hey, this is a re-upload. Yeah, or you could just. I'll I'll record a new intro. You could also just re-release the uh, reactions too, right after. I would just I, I wouldn't even do that. No, honestly, I, I just tell I just, just tell your reader, your listeners, like, hey, when you get to this point, at <laughs> you got it down to the. Point. No, but like, I can't, leave a comment on that. I section. can't. <laughs> I can't edit it at this just point because it's already it a, out. No, I'm saying you don't need to. It, just make it a joke that hey, you're new at it. No, no, I know, but I can't, within the episode itself, I can't do anything to refer to that. Like the description. No one reads the description. Okay. I mean, I like the suggestion to kind of to kind of build off of it, but yeah. Yeah, probably not. I mean, I don't mind necessarily leaving it as is, but I, don't, I also don't mind re-uploading it anyway. I don't know, whatever. May or may not do it. Doesn't really matter. This is a fun time. We'll uh, make this happen again in the future. Yeah. Got to get you guys sweating, all of us. 
I'm actually really excited for that challenge. We'll come up. We'll come up with some YouTube. Videos. I'm a little confused. February, ab- right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm a little bit confused about like how the mechanics would work. So what? So it starts off with what? What I did in class is pair programming. So like, let's say. No, I'm just curious how. Like, okay, you hold guys- on. We'll discuss this off the podcast. Okay. I'm going to sign us off for an hour and a half. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Peace out. Till next week. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Spy-Fi After Dark. If you enjoyed it, maybe consider giving us a rating or a subscription on whatever platform you might be listening on. It really helps us a lot and we really appreciate it. Hans and I will most certainly be talking about our ideas for YouTube videos and coding tutorials and all that good stuff. And if you're curious about getting updates on that, you can find me on YouTube by searching Spy-Fi. That's where I post my vlog and I'll generally post updates inside of that vlog or you can find me on Instagram at Millengrams or on Twitter at Millen Tweets. That's all for me. Thank you for listening again, and we'll see you in two weeks.